That was good. Good evening, everyone. It's a real joy to be with you this evening. You know, I grew up here as a bus kid at First Baptist Church at the age of 11 until, well, now I'm here. It's amazing. We'll go ahead and get started. Please be patient with me. I'm very, very nervous. I've never preached here before. I've traveled around, but this is my home church, and, you know, but I have something I want to share with you tonight. I want to challenge you tonight. If you look in the Second Chronicles, chapter 20, and verse 26, I want to give you a little bit of that story again. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Barakah. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the same place was called the Valley of Barakah unto this day. Barakah. Many people we listen to preaching and they talk about a valley as a time of discouragement, a time of trouble. Looking and find looking for God and finding Him sometimes in our lowest times in the valley. But this valley, Baraka, is something different about it. Something unique. The word baraka means to bow down and worship or to praise, to praise him. So tonight I want to talk about the valley of praise, the valley of baraka. In this story, we see King Jehoshaphat. He was the king of Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel, and he reigned there. And many of you know the story of Jehoshaphat. He was friends with King Ahab. And at that time, you know, there was the battle and King Ahab died. But now on this story, we see in this passage... When Jehoshaphat, it was reported to him that Moab and Ammon and Mount Seir, they were coming ready to battle against Judah in the southern kingdom. It was a great Company, and they told King Jehoshaphat, This great company is coming against us, and they're ready to destroy us. And Jehoshaphat, when he got the news, he was terrified, he was nervous. He called all of Judah and Jerusalem together, and they began to pray and fast. 
And together they prayed and fast. And he cried out to God. There was a great trouble in his life. This army coming against him and thought, how can I face this? How can I fight this? How can I win this battle? How is it going to be possible? He just felt lost and very overwhelmed, not knowing what to do. He, He turned his eyes to God. He needed God. Trouble was coming. Many of us, we go through hard times and we face difficult times. You know, me as a missionary here, I remember being a 12-year-old boy. I was watching TV. You, you know how they would give the commercials about the starving kids in Africa and asking them for money. And God, you know, or some people might be touched in their heart to send in money. A long time ago on TV, I, I, I would watch that every night. And I felt bad for these people. I wanted to give my money, but I was a poor boy. (laughs) But that night I I went to bed and I began to dream that I was preaching in Africa. I woke up and I, I told my mom about this dream that I was preaching in Africa. And my mom, she said, you crazy boy, go back to bed. You ate too much junk food. Leave me alone. I didn't know any better. I was a young man. And as I grew up, many challenges came. I wanted to be a missionary. I began calling churches through the video relay system. You know, it's interpreters would get on and they would speak to the pastor for me and they began speaking, and the, uh, the, when the pastor spoke, they interpreted for me. But sometimes I would sign, and they would have a female voicing. And they said, well, what's your name? And I said, Baraka. They said, well, let you know, we don't support women preachers. So I said, hold up now, I'm a man. I'm a man, come on. These are some challenges that I faced. I'm a man. I want to be a missionary. Okay. And it it wasn't easy. Sometimes, you know, the interpreter, he wasn't very manly. And I would get get the call and they work out a schedule with the pastor. And the pastor, I would meet him and he would just say, you're a big black man. That was not the voice I heard. We sit down at lunch, and he, he said, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but this interpreter's voice was very effeminate. You need to look for a different interpreter. You know, some things that I faced, it was difficult. Troubles came. You have troubles. You feel like, you know, Lord, I don't know what to do. Who's going to support me? 
Jehoshaphat, he was going through some troubles. He called the people together, and they began to pray. He said, Lord, you're a great God. You're a friend of Abraham. You led the nation of Israel. Led them out of Egypt. You set them free from bondage. And he began to talk to God and praise God for all the wonderful things he had done. He said, I need you, Lord. Troubles come. Let's look at verse 12. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Verse 13, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, and their wives, and their children. said, God, we don't know what's going to happen. Our eyes are upon you. We're waiting for you, Lord. I remember my wife and I, when we were dating, we were planning to get married. And we went to counseling, and they said, go ahead and get married. They said, you know, your, your ministry might be limited because of that. Well, you, you can see our color of skin is different. And they told us, you know, don't go down south when you go for support. Don't go down there. I thought, well, this is going to be hard. My, my wife and I, we trusted God. We looked to God. I remember going on deputation. And we got to... Our, our support came to a stop. It was just not coming in. It was less than 50%. And some churches were okay with supporting a ministry. But most churches didn't want to support a ministry. I struggled with this. It was hard. I tried. I remember my first year, I thought, we can do this. We can get over this. Well, but it came to a standstill. And so it was very frustrating. Just stagnant. I didn't know what to do. Sometimes you have that moment in your life and you're looking and saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I've prayed to God. Trouble is coming and you just keep your eyes on God and wait for God to give you an answer. You're, you're looking up to him waiting. Look at verse number 14. Then upon Jehaziel, now let me stop here. All these names my wife cannot pronounce. It's, she has a speech impediment, so I'm going to skip past these names. You guys get it, okay? 
Jehaziel. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And the king Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. So the man of God came down and said, don't worry. He's told me this great battle, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be dismayed. The battle is not yours. The battle is God's. And their spirit was lifted. They began to worship God. I remember when I got my, my support came to a standstill and I called my pastor, Kenny Baldwin. This is his sign name, Pastor Baldwin. He's been here before. He preached at youth conference before. My, my sending church is Crossroads Baptist Church in Bailey's Crossroads, Virginia. And I contacted him. I said, look, my, uh, my, my uh, support is not going anywhere. And I told him why, that no one wanted to support a ministry. And he said, okay, we'll start a church then. And so my wife and I, we sent a letter to the team leader, Pastor Spear, and to our supporting churches. And I remember one, in one year and a half, we got our full support. It was finished. It happened so quickly, and we were ready to go. We were ready to go to Ghana. God did it. He did everything. He accomplished it. My wife and I, there was nothing we can do, but we got to see everything that God did, and it was amazing. Amazing. Just like Jehoshaphat, he took Judah and Jerusalem. They began singing, traveling, praising God, worshiping God. And they got to the cliff where Moab and the Ammonites and Mount Zir, they were all coming together against them, but they began killing each other. And they died. And, and again, they battled each other. And by the time that Jehoshaphat got there, everybody was dead. They were falling over. There was no one escaped. No one was alive. They were all on the ground, dead. And they got to see everything that God did. They, they began to gather the spoil of every, from the 
dead bodies. They, they began gathering stuff for three days, gold, silver, precious stones. They were gathering everything. And on the fourth day, they came together in the valley of Berakah. And they began to worship and praise God. At Hope Fundamental Baptist Church for the Deaf, we had a small room. I didn't know what was next. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Our, our church was growing and growing, and we began looking for a place uh, to start or to move our church. My wife and I were looking for these places with a real estate agent. He led us to this one house. This place was ugly. It was awful. I didn't want this place. And my wife said, Honey, we can put the church here. And I said, Absolutely not. Where are we going to put this? There's a house with a whole bunch of ugly trees on the land. And she began to envision things, cutting down the trees and, you know, setting up a church. And I kind of went along with it. My wife's pretty smart. Yes, she is. I remember signing the lease for five years. It was in December. Um, on New Year's Eve, the people began to rejoice. You know, they, they were so excited. They were screaming and yelling, said, let's go right now. Let's go to work. And I said, hold up now. It's nighttime. It's too late for this. We need to go to bed. But tomorrow... And the next day on January 1st, it was a holiday, they all came, all of them came to work. And they began tearing out trees. And uh, Pastor Spear, he allowed his construction crew to come and uh, build us a beautiful building. And God did it all. It's not my battle. It's not about me. It's not about the things I've done. He has done it all. He accomplished it. And I Praise God. I give God all the glory. He is amazing. I'm in the Valley of Baraka. I thank God for everything he's done. I give him all the glory. I want to praise him. My church, we're looking forward to starting a training center for our people to help them and then Lord, I want to start a school. I'm praying, God, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. I can't do it. I I can't accomplish this by myself. I'm just a man. My wife can't do it. It's not our battle. It is God's battle. Now, I wonder, are you here in the Valley of Praise with me? Have you seen God do some wonderful things in your life? Will you let him do those things in your life? Will you let him battle for you? Maybe you have a situation of trouble, and you've tried and tried and tried, but you couldn't accomplish it yourself. You say, I don't understand. Why is this happening? Nothing's changing, and God says, Let me do it. 
Let me do it. We, I know that your struggle is hard, but give it to me. And I'm going to show you something great. I'm going to show you who I am. You will praise God for the amazing things he's done and he will accomplish. But you have to let him do it. Let God be God. Tonight, you've struggled. Have you given it to God? Have you brought him into this battle? If you do, you can experience the valley of praise. Troubles come. Difficult times come. And God's there waiting. Let me, he's saying, let me show you some great things. I'll come in. I'll go to battle for you. Jehoshaphat knew it wasn't his battle. It was God's battle. But he went through the valley praising God and continued praising God in Jerusalem and all over Judah. And all the countries surrounding heard the great thing that God had done in this battle. And after that, Jehoshaphat had peace. They knew that the Lord was with him. Do you know that the Lord is with you? In the valley of praise. I want to thank you for this opportunity. Maybe God spoke to your heart. Maybe you've not obeyed God. You've not got him involved in your battle. Maybe you're trying to do everything by yourself. And you're facing all these troubles by yourself and you realize you can't do it. You just can't. Call unto God. He's there and he will show you. And he will accomplish it for you. Remember, it's not your battle, it's his battle. There's nothing you can do. The battle is his. First Baptist Church, you're here, you want to see souls saved, you want to build your bus route, you want to do some things, let God do it. He's an amazing God. I've seen my church grow, but it's not my work. I'm giving all the praise to God. I'm thankful to God. I'm singing how amazing he is. He's awesome. There's no one who can compare to him. Maybe you're sitting here and you, you said you haven't given it to God and you've not allowed him to do things. You've done it in your own power. Make the right decision. I'm, I'm challenge you tonight. This is not your battle. This is his battle. 
and then give him the praise for the great things he's done. Maybe you want to make a decision tonight. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor.